2: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Red Circle, Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, turn the notifications on. Thanks for 25,000 subscribers. Also check out Off the Floor. That is our Discord. This is the new Off the Floor. You get to interact with us, also with other fans. We've got nine different rooms there. It's $2.99 per month. It's worth it. So when you sign up, make sure that you sign up for Discord. The link is right here on the description, on the YouTube channel, and on the podcast feeds at the top of the 5 Reasons Sports Twitter, and then pay the $2.99, and you're in. It's a whole world of possibilities during the games, between games, even in the middle of the night. Also, check out the great sponsors of the 5 Reasons Sports Network. That includes Better Edge. Use the code 5RSN. Get $20 to play. That's the number 5 rsn twenty dollars to play this is they call it a stock exchange for sports betting it's really social betting you can find the line that you want they've also got tons of contests on there congratulations to our guy major Passens, who did not win the last contest the november contest i did but i wasn't allowed to so he got the better edge hat and the five reasons shirt i'll have to find another way to get that i'll see if i know somebody check it out betteredge.com use the code 5 rsn and now Today's
0: episode. Down to
2: this day. Yikes. Biscay. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs.
3: here's the thing? You can check the score. hustle hard, couple scars, Rain, bubble frogs. Just like Buck is you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor, playing. Got it all
0: banned. Y'all seen the block. Stop with one hand. And Patrick Trust it's about to have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up.
4: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA, featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
2: All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Here's today's floor plan. I got Greg Sylvander. You can follow him at Greg Sylvander. I've got Alex Toledo. You can follow him at Tropical Blanket. Make sure you check out the last couple episodes that we did. Greg and I went through what would happen. Was Brady on that one as well? I can't even remember.
3: I don't know what episode. No, I'm sorry. Yet.
2: Alex and Brady were <laughs> on that one. I totally screwed that up. Greg, what was it? what would happen if Bam was out for an extended period of time? Greg, what was the one you and I did recently? They're running together. Rookies. We talked rookies. Oh, that's right. All right, sorry. We talked Hawkeyes and rookies. Okay, so I've got them all mixed up. Go, you'll be surprised because I'll be surprised who was on with me. So I wonder what condition I was on at that point in and and at that point. All right. Today. We're going to broaden this out a little bit. Um, here's the news of the day. Bam Adebayo did not make the trip. We expected that. Did not make the trip to Toronto. Tyler Hero did not make the trip to Toronto. We expected that. Haywood Ismith did not make the trip to Toronto. That was a little bit more in question. So Haywood, uh, he's already been de- dealt with the tailbone thing, the ankle, a whole bunch of things going on with Haywood. So he's going to take a couple days off here as well. But the key thing is at practice today, uh, Bam told reporters that uh he couldn't say he was going to be back next week or when he was going to be back so a little cryptic about it they're going to try to obviously get this to not be a problem because it's been a problem now for more than a month and and he's missed time and we went into the ramifications of that brady alex and myself anyway we're going to take a look at the eastern conference right now though because there are really two different ways to look at other teams and we try to do both here on five on the floor one is what kind of competition are they From keeping the Miami Heat to getting where they want to go, which is back to the NBA Finals and ultimately to try to win a championship. And the second part is, hey, can we get something from you? And so we're going to split the teams in the Eastern Conference into contenders and possible trade partners. And maybe there's some overlap between the two of them. But at the very least, we will try to do as much separation as we can. So we're looking at the standings right now. And we saw the Boston Celtics. Lose to the Indiana Pacers. Uh, I did see Jalen Brown dribble with his left hand, so that was an improvement. Uh, but they lost to the Indiana Pacers in, a, in an in-season tournament game. Pacers kind of made it their championship. We just saw the Pacers. Uh, the Celtics are without Porzingis right now. But for the most part, they've looked pretty good. I think we all have to acknowledge that. that, uh, that it, it looks like they're still formidable. They still have Tatum. They still have Brown. They have Derek White. Al Horford's played well in his role. Um, I think they're thin in the front court, but it looks like they're still willing to make a move. They have that second apron issue, so there are some limitations to what they can do. But I think all three of us would agree. Alex, I'll start with you here. I mean, the Celtics are a contender and probably not a team that would make a trade with the Miami Heat, correct? Yeah, no doubt about it. So we don't need to go further with that. The Milwaukee Bucks, and then I'm going to ask as we go forward this. Greg, i will go to you. this one. The Milwaukee Bucks, they quote-unquote stole Dave Lillard from the Heat, depending on who you want to believe about this. They traded Drew Holiday. They look a little leaky defensively. Uh, We saw them down recently, and I thought the Heat, without core players, including Jimmy, uh, played them really tough, but still a contender, right? And the team that's probably going to be competing for other assets against you as opposed to somebody you're going to get something from.
3: Competing, but I I guess I would say this, um, that I don't think Milwaukee is as likely to make a move as maybe Boston would. I think Milwaukee's going to likely stick with the team they have. They're 12 and six in the conference. Uh, so like they're, they're chugging along here. They're fine. I, I don't see them being real um, inspired to make a move. Whereas Boston, I would see a, as a team more inclined to try to go and maybe fortify something or mix something up down the line. Um, but that's just my my perspective of it. But neither of these teams will be dealing with the heat.
2: Oh, see when you mute me, look what happens.
5: Well, I think it's better than having an echo while the entire time while Abe is talking.
2: Well, there could either be an echo or there could be a long pause. We can choose here. The right. Celtics as we speak here are fifteen and five. The Bucks are fourteen and six. The Orlando Magic. At time of this reading, are fourteen and six, nine and one, in their last ten? I'll start with you on this one, Alex. Before we get to trade possibilities, are they contenders?
5: Okay, so are we talking about the Magic here?
2: Hot take, hot take. I
5: we're I talking- was
2: unmuted, so yes, that's what I said. Hold on.
5: That's what I'm saying. We're talking about. I just I had to make sure we're talking about the Orlando Magic. Okay, no, they're not contenders. No. Um, I'm really happy for them. Like, it's cool. Um, it's a great story. They've been a, like a good team. I, I don't think it's, it's like fake. I, I don't know how high they're going to end up being when you talk about like what seed they're going to end up when the playoffs ultimately start, but they've been just a good team overall, even when you, you know, try to like, you know, go to net rating, they've had the best, I mean, the seventh best net rating in the league. Um, and they're one of the elite defenses fourth in defensive rating, and I just think, like, that's kind of their identity. There's some similarities to, I think, them with the Heat, which is, you know, that part of it, right, where, like, it's all uh, ideally, right, because that hasn't necessarily been the case for the Heat as of late, but um, ideally it's supposed to be all defense, and then you just kind of figure it out on on offense because you look at the Magic, and that's exactly what they are. They're just kind of getting through on offense. That's that's not the part of the game that's getting them the wins. It's all about defense. So yeah, I respect what they're doing. Their talent is real. The young talent is absolutely real. I just don't classify them as a contender um, this early on. It's one of those things where it's just kind of hard to see it until you actually see it. And that doesn't mean it's ever going to happen. Like like I said, the young talent is real. It could end up just happening this season. They could advance and get to the second round if they get the right matchup in the first round. I think that's probable, right? If they just keep on with um this season if it keeps on at this rate they can get a nice matchup for them in advance but other than that I don't like I, I got to see it I, I it's going to be hard to beat you know the best teams in the east uh, as a young team like that so I respect them but no I don't have them in the class with you know the Bucks, the Celtics and you know on good days the heat
2: well we're going to talk about another team that you don't have them in the class with uh at this yeah, point, you be you that away. In this third class, I'm going to make you actually say it. But, Greg, um, I, I guess one of the reasons to mention Orlando, for, other than the fact it's it's weird to see them above the heat in the standings because over the past couple of decades, that almost never happens. But we talked about them, even though I, I, think, I said I thought they'd be better this year. They had a much better finish to the season last year. So it seemed like of those teams in the East, when you looked at Charlotte, Detroit, Washington, even Chicago, that Orlando was the team that could pop among them this year. I didn't think they would pop to 14 and six, but we talked about them as a possible trade partner. Um, I mean, Cole Anthony was a player we discussed in the off season. I would assume he's off the table now. I don't think they're going to mess with that chemistry in any significant way, but they also, they're kind of a weird team in that they're sort of overstocked at certain positions, but a little thinner at some, like they could use a wing in my view. Um, Could they be, do you think that, like, could a team like Orlando have interest in, like, let's say a player like Caleb Martin? Like, the Heat aren't going to re-sign Caleb. Like, I can see him helping a young team, right? Like, as a plug-and-play guy, fits with their athletic model there. They'd send
3: them um, to the West though. They may be interested, but I personally believe if they do something like that, where they recognize that Caleb's not going to be around long-term, you send them out West. You don't, you don't send them they in division. Don't do that.
2: They don't, they, they don't, they've never been a team to worry about that. Really. They've made trades That's true. with teams in their conference before. I like mean, well, get Jimmy, they had to trade with, well, they had to trade with Philly. We know that other, other teams, they've done that before. It doesn't seem like that's their priority is to send people West.
3: Yeah. No, you oh. could, you could be right about that. I, I I don't view Orlando really as a trade partner because I think they will likely be they think they're contenders, but they have to have their heart broken first and they got to go through that pain and they haven't been through that pain. So they they until further
2: notice they're not contenders. Um we'll see. All right. You Let's say go play with house money. money. I mean, I think so. I mean, I think that's the the phrase here. Hopefully, they have a lot of alphas. Um, let's go to the Philadelphia 76ers here. I'm sorry. That's right. That's right. I'm not going to make Alex jump into this one. Um, so I'll, I'll make him. No, you know what? I should. Hold on a second. Let me let me let me flip this. Uh, great, we'll start with you. I'll make you talk about the one you don't want to talk about. The Knicks. Um, contender. <laughs> trade partner (laughs) where do they fall
3: they fall that's what they do next now honestly like i i don't see new york as a trade partner and they think they're contending they're going to continue to get their hearts broken um and that's just the way that it goes i I don't see a match there and i also don't think that they can beat jimmy butler like that's just an issue for them (laughs)
2: Do you think uh, do you see Alex any scenario where they would be in competition with the Heat for a player? It seems like they need different things, right? They're they're a little guard uh heavy, right? I mean, quickly there's a question of how he fits long term there with Brunson. Maybe he deserves to be a starter somewhere. They went out and got Hart last year, so they've shown that they will make a move. Um yeah, there's a feeling maybe they're waiting on Embiid or somebody else, so you don't make the huge yeah splash move but i mean do you see anything where miami might want a player and and, and they get in, they get involved in it
5: yeah that's actually a tough one um other than like getting into what you were talking about there with um with mitchell right which is just down the line i think that's where it could kind of get interesting like if he wanted to get back into that if 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 right because this is not like a given thing if donovan mitchell ends up wanting out of cleveland right like they could just have a good playoff run get to the second round and all of a sudden he feels a little bit more hope with that situation for all i know i mean he helped recruit max Struess, all of that but uh, other than that i don't really see it maybe like if the the heat wanted to go out and do like that nets trade that we've been talking about forever right like getting a dorian finney smith and a we like that type of move like maybe they wanted to bolster their roster a little bit but that's kind of like um embracing what they're already good at because it's another team uh, who you just look at what they do, and it's similar to what we were talking about with the Magic, where, like, they're very defense-heavy during the season. And I just think they're they're a good regular season team, like this new identity of the Knicks. It's just a good regular season team. Like, they're, they're going to get you through, and they're going to be a pretty good team. Like, they're going to have a good net rating. They have, uh, by the way, a better defense and offense just by defensive and offensive rating in those metrics than the Magic. So, you know, got to give credit to them. They're, they're a pretty good regular season team, but that's what they are. And I kind of consider, consider them in the same category as the Magic, where it's like, um, like I said with them, this is kind of what already happened with them last season. They kind of got the favorable matchup in the first round because of having a good regu- regular season. So, again, it matters, right? Like, being able to do that matters because you can get yourself a, re- a relatively favorable matchup. They did that, they advanced, and then they, you know, promptly lost to the better team in the second round. And that's what I think kind of their ceiling is, again, like, until – further notice like i really really respect their defense overall as a team and i really really respect Jalen brunson as a player like that guy is ridiculous but until further notice like i don't see them beating the better teams
2: in the east all right after the break uh we're going to get into a couple more of these teams and then we'll go swiftly through some of the teams at the bottom and identify two players on each team that maybe the heat should take a look at here Before the deadline. So I'm going to give you these teams now so you can think about them through the break. Charlotte, Chicago, Washington, Detroit. Okay, Those are the four that we're going to blitz through at the end. The others we're going to handle here. Some of these we've talked about before, but maybe somebody will actually have a new idea. Actually, you know what? I'll throw Toronto in there, too. They're seeing them on Wednesday. They're 9-11 and right now. So Toronto, Charlotte, Chicago, Washington, Detroit, currently the five bottom teams. The teams out of the play-in in the eastern conference before we do though i want to mention another great sponsor the five reasons sports network it includes our friends over at water Cleanup, wcufl.com reach out to michael robert and his team a one shop water and mold cleanup shop they can do the preventative work for you and also if something happens of course they'll take care of it after the fact leak detection damage assessment they do all of it here they got you covered every step of the way again great people base out book or home, more than 70 five-star reviews on Google. We say this all the time, if you've got the schmutz, they got the gut.
6: Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you.
2: All right, so we are not going to go to those five teams yet. So just put those in the pocket. Uh, Toronto, Charlotte, Chicago, Washington, Detroit. Now we're going to go through some of these other teams here. Philadelphia 76ers. I know Alex's answer. Greg, contender?
3: Yeah, you have to. Yeah, I, I think that we'll call them a contender because they have Joel Embiid and they've actually shown some things this year with Tyrese Maxey's ascension, et cetera that i think are worth noting so i actually think that they're more well equipped for a postseason run than they've been past in the past and you know like not having james harden is also a really big part of that for me uh so i'll say that yes i believe that they are contenders not contenders to beat miami in a seven game series because i'm going homer hat uh today but uh but they're contenders absolutely do either of you disagree? Because that would surprise. No,
2: me. I, I, I think they are, but I think they're a move away. Honestly, um, I, I think the idea that you just build around Embiid and Maxi, and then you got these role guys. Now, as part of it, is the uber situation kind of killed some momentum there for them. Um, but I, I don't. I, I think they're. It's, they've been upgraded the coach coaching spot with Nick Nurse, so I think that's helpful. And there seems to be more of a plan there. But I still think they need one more guy. I like some of the role players that they've added, but I don't trust MB to stay healthy. That, that's my thing. I, I don't trust him to get through an entire postseason uh, and be at top level. And so that's why I, I can't see them winning the whole thing. Will they be a tough out in a second-round series like they were last year for Boston? Yes, I, I do believe that. But I don't think they can go much beyond that. All right, let, let's talk about the team I mentioned uh, about last night, Indiana.
5: Better Alex. not let me talk about the Sixers. <laughs>
2: No, I'm not letting you talk about the Sixers. Uh, Indiana. Um, I mean, we just saw them twice. We saw them beat Boston. They're not. Best tenders, team right? ever.
5: Clearly the best team ever. Like after what we just saw, like they were able to drop 144 on the heat. Since I wasn't able to talk about that um,
2: can, can, can they without make, can, Tyrese move? Can they make a move, can, can make a move oh, to actually make themselves They're... relevant this year?
5: No, in all seriousness, yeah. Like, I think they could bolster themselves mm-hmm. with another move. I don't know what that move would be. It's and they have theory. like, I don't think they're too good for a move. No.
3: In fact, they're actually one of the few teams that has basically all their own picks and a couple other picks from other teams as well. Like, they're not the team that has sacrificed a ton of draft picks recently. They always build through the draft, never through free agency. Excuse me. And I think that there's going to be pressure. With the ascension of Halliburton, uh, you got to get Hallie some help, and you got to like, you can't have a Steph Curry level player if that's what he's turning into, and just surround him with like Charlotte Hornets level stuff. Mm. Like, you you got to go get somebody.
5: Zach Levine might go crazy in Indiana. Now that I'm thinking about it,
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he fit right in with the no defense thing. I, I you know, the, the Basically, the get somebody it, who's
5: though, locked up for the future. They don't have to worry about that's it. what
3: they want. But that's always what on they try contract.
5: to do. It, that's what PR they did when they
2: traded here. Paul George. That, that's what they did when they traded Paul George, and they got all the depot and Sabonis locked up for a period of time until then ultimately moved on from them. And then for Sabonis, they end up getting Halliburton. And they would have gotten a lot for all the depot if not for uh, the injury that he suffered. So that is typically the way that they do things there. I, I think what what they've shown this year is they're not going to make the backwards trade now. So that exactly. we've talked about them maybe moving Miles Turner. Or, you know, even Buddy Healed. I think unless they really get something they like, I think there's still use on that roster. McConnell. Shoot, I, Well, right, that's who Heat fans want to talk about, right? And I asked TJ after the game why well, he always kills the Heat, and he kind of smiled about it and said he talks trash to Jimmy. The Heat would love to get him, but if you're Indiana, if you're actually trying to be competitive this year, he's a good guy to have. I don't know how, that Nemart's ready to, be, to take that role behind Halliburton full-time, t- T.J. McConnell is a good guy to have on your roster, but yeah. T.J. McConnell went like seven games without scoring a total of twenty points, and then had twenty—what was it? Twenty and twenty-two minutes of against course. Miami. Right. So it's it's uh, it might be just Miami thing, but I I don't know that they would be a trade partner for the Heat, but I still I think they're in that. position where they could be. They could be. They could. Be. Could be in theory, um, but it, it it's feels- just
3: too early. It's so like right the, if they like this was the parity in the league. And I'll get this in quickly. Like, if they lose seven games in a row from this moment forward, all of a sudden they're completely out of the conversation. And so, like, that's what, when we're talking about this, like, the things can change so drastically because of the parity right now.
2: All right. So, let's talk about uh, two more, three more teams in this kind of middle space here Cleveland, Brooklyn, Atlanta. Of mm. those three, Greg, which. Is closest to contender and which is closest to a team that may make significant changes and miami can get in the mix with them because i don't think the heat would be afraid to trade with any of those three teams uh they no. have a relationship with brooklyn i think they would deal with atlanta and cleveland they've dealt with before uh at least since the lebron stuff all past i got Dwayne back from cleveland a few years yeah. ago and, and kobe altman's still in charge and max true and Max Struce, right. They right they they've they well, they, yeah. I mean, they finalized the execution of that trade. Cleveland, Brooklyn, Atlanta. Who is closest to contender of those three teams?
3: Cleveland, for sure. That I, I don't think there's any question about that. And I think the teams that Miami would be kind of swirling around and watching would be Brooklyn one. And I think that we've just, by virtue of looking around at the different salaries, we've landed on this Dorian Finney Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie idea. But also Atlanta is a team that I got a weird vibe about them. Like they could just completely blow things up. I think that they're like one of those candidates to completely reverse course. Um, maybe I'm wrong. I could be overreacting, but that that's a team to watch. I don't know that Miami would necessarily want their top, top, top players. It'd be more about if any of those supplemental role players became available and and how much it would cost. Cause like I could see Indiana going to Atlanta, and like wanting to pick off a couple of their players to add to their mix. That's just totally an example. And I don't know that Miami can compete in that moment because Indiana has every pick plus, you know, others from other teams and Miami doesn't have that.
2: Alice, you agree? I mean, before the season, we all wouldn't agree it was Cleveland, right? I mean, has anything changed?
3: Yeah.
5: No. I mean, I still kind of view Cleveland more or less how I did before. And, you know, just looking at it right now, Um, obviously it's still early into the season eighth best adjusted net rating which by the way varies pretty heavily from NBA.com's just regular and all it's adjusting for it it dunks and threes.com by the way shout out to them is um, strength of schedule so that's all it means when I'm saying adjusted net rating but um, you know when you look at their their total net rating it's actually like on nba.com it's 19th so Apparently, their you know their schedule has been very tough, right? The Cavs, according to that metric. But in general, I, I think like they have an identity when you just look at their best players, and you know what each one of those guys can do. Now, is it the best fit? Is it the best like blueprint um, to make it work around those guys? I don't know. I think they're the type of team that would maybe benefit from a trade uh, if you wanted to kind of gauge the market on Jared Allen. Not that that would necessarily catapult them um it would you know obviously de- would depend on the move but i think that would be the type of move if they were to make any because i don't know how much they can do with other pieces and, and other draft picks after everything that they dealt for uh mitchell in the first place and you know max Struess obviously was just signed like i feel like they kind of have their core and they will probably have to move off of, of one or two of them if they wanted to make a trade but yeah, like they have, i they still have think they'll be a tough a tough uh, matchup tough in, the, in the first round or something. Like, I don't want to, yeah, if I, I'm the heat, I do not want to see the Cavs yeah. in the first round. Not because I think the Cavs will beat the heat or anything like that, but that's like a, that's a tough first round matchup. Like let's, let's say that's like the four five or the three, six or something like that. Like it probably won't be, but just in general, like you don't want, that's a tough team to, to play in the first round, even though, you know, you know, the Knicks kind of bullied them last season. So just in theory, I still kind of don't want to play them and deal with all that.
2: I I think that the Knicks, from a familiarity standpoint, might be more favorable matchup for Miami. They've seen it already. I'm with you on Cleveland. I, I think what they really have is they've got two sort of odd fits, right? Like they've got the Mitchell Garland fit, and they've got the Allen Mobley fit, and they're not going to move Mobley, and they're kind of trying to keep Mitchell, but you really don't want to trade Garland right now. So you're right. It probably would be Allen that would be moved, and I don't know how that would rebalance the roster in any significant way. I don't see a trade fit. With Miami, I I think you're right, Greg, in the sense of it's Brooklyn and Atlanta to watch. It's mostly Brooklyn, I think, as a trade possibility. I mean, you're seeing McHale Bridges play out of his mind, but their ceiling is only so high. I mean, they beat Miami twice, and everybody's going to make a big deal out of that. They beat Miami, I think, four straight, actually. I spoke got upset at that question when he was asked by one of the New York reporters. But if you look at it, he should have won that game down here. I know should have, woulda, coulda. And then up in Brooklyn... Nobody played, so I don't even count that one. But uh, their, their ceiling is they've got a lot of B to B minus players, and that can be really interesting on any team. And also I think the thing to watch with Brooklyn is if it's a three-team trade, there's a piece that maybe Miami could grab in a three-team deal with them. And we know – I'm not saying the heater trading hero, but we know that the Nets had interest in them. So there's there's stuff to talk about with them. Um Atlanta, I don't really know. I mean, I, I know people mentioned DeJounte Murray. I know that he would love to get their hands on DeJounte Murray, but I don't that doesn't seem to me as as uh, legitimate or reasonable. Atlanta, Atlanta's now in the second year of this experiment and they're nine and ten. Um so it's not working right now. All right, let's go through it. And um these five teams, okay? You need two ideas on each team. There are two two players. Uh we'll go through them quickly here. Toronto, Alex. All right,
5: hear me out. This is this is not going to be a fun one for, for Heat fans. This is not at the top of my list. I need and nothing like that. Would you take Precious Achula as your backup five?
3: No, would you I'm do good. it? I'm good. Would,
5: okay, okay. I don't even know what that would look like, but since you made us, you know, pick guys. Yeah, in the you got
3: to you got to pick guys.
5: Um, I don't know, like, like Fouche, but I don't really want to yeah. like. He's already on He's on a contract. I don't really want Chris Boucher to be like one of your, even even a middling contract. Like I don't think he's worth that at this point. Um, Like who else from the Raptors would theoretically be available? That's the thing. Because maybe Gary Trent Jr.
3: Do you want him? You know, like that's the question mark. Send Kyle back there, but like then you need a point guard. So that it's kind of downgrading in the
5: point guard position if you're doing that. You just you're adding another like another shooter who can defend a bit. So I don't see a, a, a trade there that makes sense. And I think just, again, relative to expectations, since I wasn't on that show uh, that you guys did, like I think Kyle's had a very good season re- relative to expectation. I would have given him a higher grade than you guys did on that show just because I think that the expectations were so low, right? Like I think they were that low. And I think e- even relative to like just relative to thinking of him as like a, a role-playing point guard, I think he's, he's been better than that. That doesn't mean I, I don't think he can be removed from the starting lineup, and I think there can be conversations to be had about that. Not that that's necessarily how I feel, but I just think he's been good. And, like, even with some of these point guards we've talked about, like, Kyle's been I, – I, I, I think we could say Kyle's been better than TJ McConnell, right, for example. I think Kyle's been probably better than Spencer Dinwiddie. You know what I mean? And these are all trades that I've advocated for, or, you know, considered, not necessarily advocated for, but considered in the past, like when we talked about the Nets one. Um,
3: you're right. It's, it's not right a now. big enough improvement for the Heat to mix it up. That's I don't the
5: thing. Think. Where is the point guard upgrade that's out there that the Heat would also do, right? Because it's like, are the Heat going to throw in a first-round pick for, you know, some of these players that I'm sure we're yeah. going to name now, like on the Wizards, like Tyus Jones, right? Yeah,
3: this becomes a Caleb Martin conversation as we pivot to the teams that we're going to talk about next really to me because mm. like are you going to send the inflated Kyle Lowry contract for like a a less established point guard and another okay. player that further crowds your already crowded roster it doesn't no. feel right to me so then it's about can you pick off a need from another team with a smaller salary like Caleb right that's yeah, where they're we're not going to give
5: away the get out of jail free card for nothing
2: correct no, it is no, an
3: a popable sorry, upgrade cuz
5: that 30 million is yeah. going to be nice for them
2: Right. So these, these other teams here, uh, we'll try to do these rapid fire. You ready? Greg, Charlotte.
3: Uh, I would say that you maybe could try to get PJ Washington. I'll keep coming back to that name. I know that he just signed his deal, um, but uh, Bridges is back. And um, the other thing I would say, Nick Richards, only because Mark Williams has taken off. If you wanted to invest in, in a five that's been, you know, kind of a young uh, decorated five and see if you could rebuild what he's kind of, kind of hasn't you know, figured it out yet. Maybe you take a shot on him. Gordon Hayward is the other name. If we're going to go with a big salary that I could see the heat wanting to revisit that. But I mean, again, that would in- include Kyle Lowry. I'm not putting Duncan Robinson in any of these trades. Let me just make sure that's on record, which is crazy. Um, but for Kyle, like, if you're not getting back a point guard, you can't get Gordon Hayward for Kyle Lowry. So that's where this stuff, I can poke holes in it pretty quickly.
2: Chicago, we've discussed I, I thought you
5: were going to mention Movers Terry Rozier right there. I think that is more, like, interesting. Not that I'm, I'm into it, like, but I think that's more interesting than McConnell at this point. Again, like, if McConnell could just play the way he did the other night in like at the Heat arena, then that's a different story, right? We're talking about a completely different player. We're talking about a fringe all-star because holy crap, what he did to the Heat was filthy. But no, the, the regular teaching McConnell, no, I think I'd probably rather have – I'd probably be more interested in Terry Rozier.
2: Well, the other ones we've talked about before, uh, Chicago, Levine and Caruso, we've discussed it. They're not in on Zach Levine. So Rosen? We don't need to – get more into that uh i don't think they're in on DeRozan. we did a whole podcast on that one but we know that a breakup is possibly coming here and caruso is the guy that everybody's going to try to pick off i do believe they would have interest there at what cost again we've talked about caleb martin uh and the pick situation the other two teams are combined five and 34 washington and detroit they've lost 19 of their last 20. The the Wizards are just comically bad. They've committed to Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma. That might be the worst one-two punch that's got a lot of money in NBA history. And although they are good for comic effect, and Detroit, I mean, I don't know what they're doing at this stage. They they've thrown all these young pieces together. Bogdanovich came back. Monte Morris is going to come back. Uh, it, we've talked about Tyus Jones with Washington. Like if you're the Heat, you're trying to like pick at the carcass of one of those two teams, right? Isn't that where you're looking more than anywhere else? Yeah,
3: but who are you flipping? Like I guess I would pose this question to all Heat fans who are so hungry for a transaction. Mm-hmm. Like the Monte Morris uh, salary range, the um, Tyus Jones salary range. We're getting there how? Question mark. It's probably going to be Caleb Martin. And then you're going to yeah. have to add, like, a Thomas Bryant and a Niko Jovich. Like, I'm just trying to get to the math, right, right? And so then you have to ask yourself, are y'all doing that? worth it. Like, do we, do we like that, question mark? And so it's just lots of question
2: marks. <laughs> is Tyus Jones still, I mean, is, is that what you would look at, Alex, from those two teams? So you like the Monte Morris-Bogdanovich combination, if you can get it.
5: Yeah, I mean it's I've I've liked it, but it seems like the Pistons are like relying on Bogdanovich now, like hoping for him to like save their season somehow. Which I don't I don't you know, I'm not expecting that whatsoever. They've lost like a million in a row. They might like break a record <laughs> this season. But um like I just don't see the need for them to hold on to a guy like him. But if they just you know, they want it to be easier on the guys that they're building around, I guess right? I don't know that Bogdanovich is actually available. And there was like reports going around that when he was or not that he actually was, but that teams were calling around about him last season. And and there was like a report that came out that they were asking for like two first round picks for him. The Heat are absolutely not going to do that. I think even one first round pick is it might be something for the Heat to like look into. But two is asking a lot for a guy who is 34 years old. And I love his game. Like I think he would fit in like extremely well and and very much like what we thought about with Gallinari in the first year of the Jimmy era where it's like getting somebody like that. I think he's kind of the modern version of what Gallinari was back then, but just shoots at a higher volume. I think doesn't play quite as slow um, uh, as Gallinari did. And look, he'll be great. He'll be a nice shooting and offensive infusion to a team that I think could probably use it, Can probably use the extra spacing and I think has enough defensive pieces uh, on the team to put around him. Don't think it's gonna happen. And I think if you try to like make a trade around it, it gets it gets tough. Like it's gonna have to be a Kyle and Caleb type of deal, along with like maybe they asked for a first and Jovic. I don't think the Heat are gonna do that. So I don't see I don't really see that happening unless like this just collapses over the next few weeks, right? And the Heat just look terrible. I don't really see that being the case. I, I like like the team isn't bad. It's 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 not a bad team. They they have deaf. I think as I've said before, I like their playoff roster right now as it stands better than last season but if you want to make a trade like what's the one that makes sense I don't know I don't see the Caruso one happening I think you're going to get outbid plus the the Heat aren't going to put down what it takes and I don't think Caruso is a first round pick better than Caleb Martin I I I would have questions about the swap in the first place just because Caruso is an upgrade on defense but I think you downgrade on offense then it's like the Tyus Jones thing how do you make the money work you have to throw in like, multiple players from the Wizards, if you're if you're doing Kyle, if you're just doing Tyus Jones for Caleb, I guess. Why are the Wizards doing this? Are you giving them a first for, like, along with Caleb to get to Tyus Jones? Specifically, the Heat. I'm not even asking, like, fans here who are listening, which we appreciate you, but what I'm saying is all these, like, cool ideas, which I like going through, which one of these are the Heat actually going to put down player plus assets for? Which is the clear option?
2: There is Here's what I think there is none. I and Now, now look, I want to be clear about one thing, though, okay? Because as I was doing, I'm scrolling through the Western Conference, and we didn't do that episode because we're already at thir- minute 36. But there are there are teams out there, not because the Heat won't trade with the East, but I just think there are more teams in the West uh, that have some interesting pieces for them. Correct. And it's kind of dependent on whether that jumble up there gets – Worked out because right now there are some teams at the top. We didn't expect to be at the top and they didn't expect to be at the top. Like say Minnesota. OKC is ahead of schedule, right? New Orleans seems to be getting things together. Whereas the LA teams are kind of middling, which wasn't necessarily anticipated. Um We know Phoenix and Denver are going to be up there in some way, but it's kind of a mess. Like even Houston is so far Golden ahead of schedule. State. That Golden State looks like trash right now, which wasn't expected and Memphis, which, Without Morant last year, they were a good team. Without Morant this year, they're horrific. And so by the time he gets back, I mean, he's not far away from it at this point, but can their season even be salvaged? And do they start to move pieces? So we will hold that for another day. But there are teams. So it's not to say that he can't make a trade, But I, I, and by the time things start to shake out in January and February, but I think right now, looking at the Eastern Conference, there aren't as many obvious targets other than maybe the two horrific teams in the East, Washington and Detroit. And then it's okay. How much are you giving up for Tyus Jones?
3: I like don't need Morris, that. Yay. McDonald's? Parody.
2: Yay parody, but not only that,
5: like for a lot of these trades that we've been talking about here, if we've just come down to like, okay, Kyle's playing pretty good. Now that that makes him untradeable by any means, I'm not trying to say that at all. The thing is, like, it, it gets really complicated because of how much money he's making. So you got to presumably get get back multiple players from another team, right? If you're trading Kyle. And then if, if it becomes, okay, uh, we're not doing Duncan anymore. And all of a sudden, we're just talking about Kayla because we all see the, you know, the incoming free agency and the, the, the wing room. That I've called Wingstop, maybe they can sponsor us because they have so many. Like Caleb seems like he could be traded, I love but that. Um, I, I don't until they sponsor us. Then if 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 they do, then then we can do it. But I, I won't keep calling it that. But anyways, what I was saying was like if we're gonna. If we're going to do the Caleb thing, and like you said, Leif, he makes whatever it is, around six, seven million dollars right now. A lot of these guys we're talking about make more than that. And guess what? The Heat are not going to go closer to the second apron. They're like right on at it right now. And none of these guys we're talking about are going to be the types of guys, in my opinion. I think you guys could probably speak more to that uh is like none of these guys are the type of guys that they go over the second apron for. And they're so no, right. close already. You can't take back more money if you're trading Caleb alone. Like, you got to throw in the other, like maybe other contracts, like you said, Bryant or uh, uh, Jovic's rookie scale deal, along with, you know, a first round pick type of asset. I just don't see any of these trades being good enough for them to pull that type of trigger. So if you can get creative and make realistic trades that both teams would accept, doesn't get them closer to the second apron, makes them palpably better to make that move. Come up with them, but it's gonna end up looking like three, four team type of deals that are that just end up looking tropical blanket. You know,
3: kind of gosh
5: i'm sorry i'm just being like i've i've gone through so many of these I'm man joking. i've got i've gone through so many of these like i wouldn't it would be cool to see the mega trade for a better player but how do you make it happen how do you make it happen
2: so i think we hit the entire east thanks to our sponsors better edge i'm, I'm with alex on this by the way but thanks to our spencer's be- sponsors spencers we should get spencer as a sponsor uh thanks to our sponsors better edge use the code 5rsn and water Cleanup of florida
4: Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the fivers and sports network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully preserve their wealth and provide for the people causes and communities they care about. to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T dot com.
0: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you.